Welcome to Conversations from the Edge of Consciousness. I'm your host, Christine Madeira. For me, and possibly for you, the inner world of consciousness has always been much more real and way more fun than the so-called real material world. Growing up, I thought I was alone in this, but I'm not. There are a lot of us, and far too many have no one to talk to who shares this experience. I've been lucky to cultivate a community of friends who love to talk about the energies, ideas, and vibrations that are pushing the edges of our own consciousness, as well as our collective consciousness. In Conversations from the Edge, we share our conversations with you. Welcome to Conversations from the Edge. This is your host, Christine Madero, and we're having a different kind of conversation today. So as we are moving through 2020, and we've really been pushed to the edge of our consciousness, we are also needing to catch up with our bodies. So one of the things that's easy to do when we are really ramping up um, all of the uncertainties in our life and trying to make changes and grow and all of this is it's easy to kind of let go of the body and how important the body is for that kind of work. So I'm talking today with Carl Powell. So Carl is a pioneer in the fitness industry. He's an award-winning speaker and the author of three books, 21 Steps to Magnificent Living, Recipes for Magnificent Living, and his newest book, Setting Smarter Intentions. So Carl has traveled the globe for over 30 years, training and entertaining audiences with his unique uh, approach to mindful movement. And he now lives on the island of Maui, where I met him about 17 years ago, I think. Wow. That's a wow. <laughs> that is, I did the math. It was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. That's where we met. And he continues to share his mindful movement method. And I really like his method. So we're going to talk today about navigating 2020 with grace. So thank you, Carl. It's so nice to have you here and to see you again in the beautiful space behind you. It's so great to see you. It's been a while, huh? <laughs> it has been a long time, yeah. yeah. And uh, that uh, meeting in Maui, though, was really, it was, it was wonderful to get to know you there. And you had such a legacy of your particular approach and brand of movement. And it was so different than, you know, the rah-rah, harder, harder, you know, no pain, no gain type of movement. It was really much more mind, body, spirit centered which is so important, especially now, because 2020 and I imagine beyond um, are going to require that we really be mindful in how we use our bodies and how we navigate um, forward from here. <clears throat> the one thing that I want to first start with to make it very clear for everyone is the mind, the body, and the spirit cannot be separated. Yes. So when you start talking about, oh, I'm going to work with my mind, if you don't work with your body and your spirit at the same time, you're only compartmentalizing part of what your body needs. Yes. What we have to focus on, I believe, is that the body is one thing, the mind, the body, the spirit. So how can I find ways to enhance all of them at the same time? Absolutely. And you know what I found, because I was, I, mean, I was a fitness instructor as well. So I was brought mm. up through and I've always resisted that kind of you know, the body is something that we control and we've got to work it hard and we've got to do all of these things. Like it was this thing and somehow we were separate from our body. But one of the things I was, I found is that as I really focused on like growing consciousness, on expanding who I was, on breaking down patterns and things like that, 
is that when I really took good care of my body, when I, and not just like worked it hard, but I rested it, I nourished it, I honored it, and I allowed it to be part of the process, all of the things that I was trying to do with my mind worked better than if I was trying to, you know, control my body and make it do things and make it, you know, do what it didn't want to do. But the, the body is, I think the, the more that you bring the body into that process of your personal growth, which is what we consider a lot of the mind growth with and our spiritual growth, I think the more we're able to do that because our body is really this magnificent, um, I don't know, vessel of all that we really want if we, if we work with it in a mindful and effective way. My journey started off being, I was 100 pounds overweight and I was fighting against the middle trying to stay thin. From be, wanting to be thin, the next trend tended to be people wanted to be really muscular. Mm -hmm. And so I worked really hard and, and worked on my body, ignoring my mind and my spirit. But I find in those times I might have looked the best, mm -hmm. but I wasn't the healthiest. Yeah. Whenever I was trying to be really thin, my mind frame was sweat, 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 cardio, 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 teach three aerobic classes, then run six miles. That's not good for your body. Your body's not meant to do that. It's just not. But if you want to be skinny and that's what your objective is, it'll work. Mm -hmm. uh, when I did the uh, working out at the gym, I did a lot of the stupid things. I did steroids just a little bit, not like I was huge and did a lot of steroids, but I dabbled into it. I tried steroids. I did a lot of uh, energy enhancing drugs that got you to the place where you could work out for hours at a time. Mm -hmm. But when I finished working out for hours at a time, I didn't feel good. I yeah. might've looked good. I might've looked good, but I went home and I didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. uh, when I turned 40, I realized I don't feel good. My mind was starting to go to a place where it needed my body to support it, mm -hmm. but I had separated them. Yeah. My body was this thing that I did this with, and my mind was the thing that I did this with. And I had to find a, a program that suited where my mind was going, because my body had to come with it. There was no other choice. It had to come. When I realized it had to come and my mind was moving into a more positive space, I realized that I needed to slow down. When I started to slow down, I started to notice tremendous things about how I felt inside of my body. Mm -hmm. When I stopped lifting 5,000 pounds like I needed to carry a car somewhere and just started lifting a, a moderate amount of weight, mm -hmm. I felt better. When I told myself, you don't have to work out six days a week to feel good. So I brought it down to four days a week and mm -hmm. I felt better. Mm -hmm. As my mind and body got closer, my spirit started to rise into the situation saying, look how well we're all doing together. You feel yeah. better. Your joints feel better. You're talking about all of the things that your mind needs you to talk about. And you're taking that in and pulling it into your body. Yes. I know that, I know that when we're meditating, we're doing more than just sitting there and breathing. We're taking a lot of energy in and we're moving energy. When yes. you can move your energy from here, where's where we live, and pull it into here, all of a sudden you have this nice, soft ball of energy that just allows your mind, body, and spirit to go. <sighs> mm -hmm. And that's what my program is about. It's using your body in all the ways that are necessary, not beating it, not hurting it, not torturing it, but loving it, loving your body into shape instead of hating your body into shape.
How many people? How many people say, oh, I hate my stomach? And I say, if you hate your stomach, it hates you too. So it's just going to fight you. You know, it, it, do you know anyone you hate who doesn't fight you? Yeah. Yeah. And so you, can't just, like, you can't hate one part of your body and expect your whole body to be like on board with you. I mean, it's not yeah. like, it's like your kids. You can't just hate part of your kid and expect your kid to love you. It's just, it's part of the whole and you can't parcel things out that you dislike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love. That's what I love about the mindful movement program is I've taken everything that I've learned Mm -hmm. from from dance, from working out, you know, from teaching aerobic classes, from doing public speaking, from doing toast. I've taken everything I know and found a way to communicate not only to my students' bodies, but to my body. I communicate my to my body and then my body communicates to the students and then all of the words that happen around it tend to be healing words mm-hmm. and when you leave the space of you know you can turn on the television you can get a million negative words yes you can you can walk down the street you can hear people complaining to each other you can hear a million negative words mm-hmm. i believe that it's important to surround yourself with what you want to grow into for example in my garden i have little stones and they say, say things like grace and love and blessed and joy and they're spread out all over the garden and sometimes i just think today i need i need something but i don't know what it is so Mm -hmm. i walk out to the garden blindly pick up a rock and i'm like oh today i'm going to focus on joy and that's going to be my focus for the day when you speak to yourself that way your whole life starts to move in that direction Mm -hmm. it's the same as when you're talking to yourself we all have those negative voices you didn't do that right you should have done that faster nobody likes you you have all of those things when you start talking to yourself in the reverse, your life goes up, your spirit goes up, your body feels better immediately because you don't have all of the presses, pressures and stresses that we live with anyway. Yeah, and you, you spoke to something I wanted to just reiterate for people if they didn't catch it, is that when you are working, and I knew this about you when I first met you because this is how you show up in relationships as well, is that it's not just like every, like the words that come out of your mouth are not just separate words that you say to convey a meaning like you bring your whole spirit to to whatever it is that you're doing whether it's a relationship or a class or a student or whatever else you happen to be doing and it is this whole you know because when when you communicate from this way and we all do this anyway but you do it intentionally you communicate all of you um, in what you do and not just your words so when we do this all the time, so when you're listening to somebody who's negative, you're getting the whole communication of that negativity, you know, in your field. And right. when you speak, you bring the whole of your field into the funnel of your words and, and the funnel of what you're doing. And that I've always found quite striking about you because we all do this anyway, but we kind of do this in this haphazard random, you know, onslaught of one another all the time. And if you've ever taken a class from somebody who thinks it's all about words, but they're like fighting with their ex in their head, like, you know, it's it's sort of discordant class, but you bring everything that you do into that. And it's all very coherent and streamlined. And I really appreciate that about you because I think you model this way of being in the world um, that is where we are truly transparent. I believe in building communities and that has been the major part of my work is if you're going to build a community, then you have to build a consensus of love. Yes. 
my best experiences in fitness is when I started to build those communities. Mm -hmm. When I opened my first studio, I was thinking of it as an exercise place. People were going to come in, they were going to exercise, but it taught me. People start coming in early just to tell me, this is what happened to me today. And then Janet and uh, Jennifer would come in and they would sit in the lobby and they would start talking. And I realized that what I was building was more than just an exercise program. Mm -hmm. It was a community where yeah. people thought mindfully and they were mindful towards each other. Yeah. Later in, the, later in the experience of having the yoga studio, I started on one Saturday a month, we did something that was called Carl's Supper Club. And what we would do is we would go from one member's house to another. Everyone would volunteer one Saturday a month from somebody's house that month. And we would all get together. We'd all cook food. We'd bring our own food, mm -hmm. sit and commune together. And that was the strength of my business is that we all became a community. Yes. To, to this day, that group of people still are a community. And that's what we need in our lives, especially in our new Zoom life is community and we don't have to be touching someone mm -hmm. to have community we can be right here like we are right here and we're building community and it's a beautiful thing and it takes you out of what am i going to do now oh i'm so bored because we all get into that because none mm -hmm. of us none of us are used to what 2020 brought us right this is yeah. all this is all new for all of us but we just have to learn to be adaptable and make those those changes and be okay with that well, and you, because I know, you know, you and Maui, you did fitness and, and mind-body fitness for hotels and yes. hotels in, in Hawaii uh, closed um, for a yes. long period of time. And so you are doing what a lot of people are doing and bringing your, your magic and your style and your classes and you to Zoom, building a community um, via Zoom and YouTube and offering your mindful movement in that way to the world and not just to people who happen to be flying through Maui for a week or so, um, which I think is wonderful mm. because uh, it, it gives people a chance to really work with you personally, as opposed to just flying in, having the magic for a little while and flying back out. So tell us a little bit about what it is that, that you're doing, the garden behind you and what is, what's your mm. program now? What are you bringing mm. forward? When I was working in the hotels, I loved it. I honestly did. Mm -hmm. And it was a joy, a thrill to have people come from all over the world and teach them my method and see their eyes light up when they were like, oh, I feel different. This feels different than anything I've ever done before. This connects me to my mind, my body and my spirit in a way that I didn't even know I could do. So I loved that when I was teaching and I could see the light come on in that person, like I got this. So I, I love being able to share that way. Mm -hmm. But like you said, the, the problem was they went away and I didn't get to finish sharing. Yeah. So it was a beautiful thing. And I got to meet a lot of people and I got to do a lot of sharing, but it was more sharing this way. <laughs> you know, not a lot was coming back in. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that, that when it was happening, we never do. When I started to do the Zoom classes, the first four or five months of the pandemic, I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. I want to wait, go back to what I was doing before. And then all of a sudden, the, my light bulb lit up that there is no going back to the way things were before. So start thinking about the future. And I just started with one client on Zoom and we did it. And I started to realize we became better friends when we were Zooming different, different than we were sitting next to each other. And because we were excited to see each other, because we hadn't seen anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't 
that the kids are true. Yeah. yeah, which made it all, which made it all more exciting. And then I started to do the Zoom classes. I love it. I love waking up and what Claudia would call doing the Carl show. Because <laughs> to me, <laughs> that's the way that I release my energy, uh-huh. giving. When I give that energy out, I get so much energy back. Yeah, It's not like it's not a win-win situation with me teaching because when I wasn't teaching, I was pretty locked up because I had so much energy that I wanted to share, but mm-hmm. it was all locked up. I had nothing to do with it. I love the Zoom thing because now I go on 10 minutes early. We all have a little conversation. Hey, how are you doing? I'm bringing people from different parts of my world together, people from Germany, people from Italy, people from New York, people from California, and they all meet in my Zoom room at a certain time and we sit around, we talk for 10 minutes, and then we do our exercise program. But it's nice, sometimes I turn the camera on early now and I hear them talking back and forth. Linda, who didn't know Darlene, but then they start to talk. So it's building a community and we all, like I said, we all need that community. And it's it's, for me, it's become a, I wanna do it for the rest of my life. I wanna come out into my garden and you asked me about the garden. Yeah. <laughs> I want to just come out to my garden and just teach and talk and have people come over to my garden and visit because it makes me, it gives me the opportunity to share, mm-hmm. but it also gives me the opportunity to heal together. Yes. When I was working out by myself here, mm-hmm. I wasn't healed. I, w- I was maybe healing myself, but it didn't feel the same as when I felt that community that was healing together. Mm-hmm. So. Totally. So tell us um, a little bit about your, like your classes and your philosophy. And then I'm going to go into um, your, you know, how to, how to navigate 2020 with grace, because you have a a great program with that. But tell us about your classes first and who they are for. My classes are for anyone who wants to work in flow. What my class is not for, Mm -hmm. or for anyone who wants to do CrossFit, 24 seven, it's not CrossFit. It's just not that. Mm-hmm. My program is not for people who have closed minded, closed minds and only want to do one thing one way. Because I believe there are so many different ways to approach things. My program is for people who want to go with, into a journey from within and find new things about themselves through movement and breath and, and peace and calm. And if you're looking for peace and calm and clarity and honesty, and self-love, that's what my program is for. And that's wonderful. And that is actually a way that we're having, well, we're not having to, but 2020 is changing everything. And that one thing that I I think is changing a lot, and I I hope is changing a lot, is the idea around what, what health is and what movement is and what do we actually need and you know, how do we do this in a more like flowing way? How do we show up to our bodies in a different way than we had before? Because like you, I, you know, at my most hot body, I had gone to an acupuncturist and she was like, you have no chi. You got zero chi. You're working too hard. You're doing too much. You're completely depleted. You wouldn't know it looking at you. She goes, but you got no chi. Oh, okay. So, you know, 10 pounds heavier, I got a lot more chi and a, a, a lot less, uh, I wasn't, I'm not teaching 12 spin classes a week. So that's a plus. Um, but we're, we're really all rethinking everything and rethinking how we use and honor our body. And what does it actually mean to nourish our body and to exercise with mindfulness? Because one of the things that they've done studies about is that cardio exercise is not the only way to have a healthy heart. Meditation does 
much of the same thing as cardio exercise for the heart. It just doesn't burn calories necessarily while you're doing it, but it's much more coherent for most people in the body and bringing you into a, a, a more mindful state and a place where you're really connected with yourself than getting on a treadmill and running for 45 minutes. So I think rethinking everything is, is amazing. And the, what you bring to it is fabulous as well. So um, let's go into your, I, your thoughts on how to navigate uh, 2020 and beyond. Uh, with grace, because there's a lot of stuff happening all at the same time right now. Well, right now, 2020 has given us a lot of surprises. Mm -hmm. We already have our normal life stress, the stress that we carry around with us all the time, the ones that we're always trying to get rid of or find ways to deal with. But then now we have all the social unrest in our country. Mm -hmm. What is going on? P politics, this. Black Lives Matter, you have all of that information coming at you and you're just trying to sort that's like, wait, you're like, wait a minute, I'm just trying to handle my life stress and all of a sudden I'm holding two rocks and I have both of these things I'm trying to balance and then comes COVID. And then you get to COVID and it brings a lot of other problems. It brings joblessness, it brings homelessness, it brings hopelessness. Mm -hmm. It brings all of those things on how do you deal with that? Then you have all of the other things you have to deal with, loneliness, uh, you know, not being able to see your family, not being able to see your grandchildren, being in a nursing home and not being able to touch anyone. Things that we took for granted, and this is what my whole approach to this whole thing is, all mm -hmm. of the things we took for granted, now we have to change our approach. Yeah. Remember how nice it was when you could go into a restaurant and if somebody coughed, you didn't care? You know, you go to the restaurant now and someone yeah. coughs, you're like, oh my God, I have, to go. I have to go. Someone's coughing in here. It's changed the dynamics of everything that we do. That's what the grace is about. Approaching everything we do with grace changes the, the way that things happen or come back around in our journey. Mm -hmm. The gene in, in grace is being grateful. We forgot about being grateful for all of the things that we had. Mm -hmm. So I think 2020 came and knocked at the door and said, okay, remember all those things that you weren't grateful for? Check this out. So many people said, I wish I could have six months for a vacation. You know what? <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> you just got one. Find a way to be grateful for it and use that time for grateful things. Find what you're grateful for and work on those things. Really learn to love those things. Learn to, that's how the garden started. I never even considered having a plant, but all of a sudden I was sitting by myself with myself and I said, I need something to, like you said, we talked about before, something to make me wake up and want to do. Yeah. And I look forward to waking up, looking at, I'm so grateful for my garden and I water every single plant and I talk to them and for me, that has changed the dynamic of the way that I wake up with COVID, you know, with this COVID thing going on. Before I woke up and I was thinking, oh God, another day, well, how am I gonna get through this? I had all of, I brought all the worries up first. Mm -hmm. The garden brings up all of the joy first. So it yeah. changes the way that my day rolls. But the R Can in, I say something about gratitude or gratefulness before you move on to R? Sure. Okay, sure. so one thing, and not everybody really experiences it this way, but gratitude isn't a mind exercise. Like mm. this is a part of that body thing. Gratitude is a whole body 
experience. experience. And so when you're being grateful, don't just let it be something like tick off the things in your mind that you're grateful for. You know, when mm. you really feel gratitude, it is a visceral, hormonal, body shifting experience. And so that's one thing, like when we think about the body, to bring those ideas and those emotions from our idea about it to our experience of it in the body. So I just want to say that because if you're not really working the, the um, hormones of gratitude, you're not really experiencing gratitude. You know, you're experiencing yeah. an idea in your mind. An idea of gratitude, correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the R is about being realistic. One of the things I love about the epidemics is People have said things to me like, you know, I always wanted to spend more time with my wife and now I'm sorry that I said that. <laughs> How many people said, I wish I had more time to spend with my kids and now they're at home 24 oh seven. Yeah. Think about the things that you had before that you were really not grateful for. Mm -hmm. And then think about all of the things you said you wished you could have. And then think about how happy were you really before this whole experience started? How many of us were working way too hard, way too many hours, stressed out, in traffic, wishing that they could be some anywhere else? Yeah. And now you are. And so realistically, not only how do you feel at this moment, but how can you take what you always really said you wanted realistically and gather it out of this experience and take that on as your wisdom? Yes. Absolutely. There should be wisdom from the experience. And the wisdom I want to take on is all of the things I learned throughout the experience and not all of the things that I lost mm -hmm. or I think I lost. Because yeah. that's just, yeah, that's a, a different way of looking at life. <clears throat> the A in grace is being adaptable because you have to be ready to be adaptable. You couldn't, if you would have told me Christmas last year, Carl, you know, you're going to be teaching your classes in your driveway and you're going to build a garden there, I would say. Christine, I think you really need to have your head examined. <laughs> yeah. yep. Who expected that? Who, who did? But the ability to be adaptable and say, okay, this is the way it's going right now, so I'll go this way. Being able to flow with the way that things go changes the dynamic, except when you fight them, you're not helping yourself or you're not helping the situation because there's so much friction and resistance. Let that go, be adaptable, just flow into it, whatever this is. Maybe I have to work at Walmart for six months. Mm -hmm. Maybe I do, but if I had to do it, I would take, instead of the negative part of the experience, I would say, what did I learn at Walmart? Because yeah. you'd have learned something, you'd have learned something. Maybe well, you learned, I never want to do this kind of work. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and how, and to appreciate people who do, because it's a lot of work for yes, not right. money. But I think part of 2020 and beyond, I mean, the big lesson for us generally is that uncertainty is the new normal. You know, yeah. not knowing what's going to happen is the new normal and, and adaptability is a skill set that you need to bring to that new normal. And when you were talking about the, you know, the, the pushing and the, the adaptability, I've started doing more Tai Chi. And one of the things I really appreciate about Tai Chi is that it is all about um, the effortlessness. Yes. It is about that flow of the movements without the effort behind the movement and being able to stay in balance in motion and all of these wonderful lessons for life now that I know that mm. you've been doing for mm. years and years. But, mm. you know, to me, I, had, I came back to Tai Chi. And I'm like, oh, this is a whole different experience mm. now. But that whole idea of, of um, 
non-resistance to what is and being adaptable mm. is like, well, okay, so now I need to go do this and, and bringing that um, into kind of the, the middle of our life now, instead of mm. something that, oh my gosh, nothing else is working. I'll have to figure it out, but be like, yeah. well, okay, this is what is, how do I just navigate through this with grace? Yes, with grace and be, and be okay with it, with a smile on your face. <laughs> the C we talk, you just talked about was saying centered and calm. Mm. nothing works out of frantic energy. It just doesn't. Have you ever been frantic? Did anything work out? Oh, what am I good? That doesn't help nobody in the room, period. But if you can say, okay, this is where I'm at. I'm going to stay centered. I'm going to stay calm. And then it helps you to, like we talked about, navigate smoothly with flow through it. None of this is going to be easy. All of this is going to be a lesson. Your best bet in the situation is take it as a lesson and absorb the wisdom mm -hmm. because there's so much wisdom to be found right here. I have a new partner. We've only been together for a little over a year, but the majority of our relationship has been together. Together. But the one thing I know for sure, I made the right choice. I don't know many people who I could have sat that many days in the house with and mm -hmm. still had all that love in my heart. Excellent. And so, yeah, the last part of Grace, and we can continue, is just being enthusiastic, waking up with a little bit of enthusiasm. It not only helps you, but it helps everybody around you. Yes. Think about it that way. Even if it's some days it's hard for me to get up and be enthusiastic. Sometimes I don't I don't feel motivated when I wake up, so it's hard to then turn the camera on and motivate other people. But the lesson that I've learned is, is when you have to do it, you do it. My body snaps right into it. I may wake up, my toe might hurt, my knee might hurt, but as soon as this lights, camera, action, mm -hmm. I'm fine. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> because that's the way I train myself, is once the camera's on, it's go time. Yeah. That's how you should plan your life, that once you wake up and your camera goes on, it's go time. There's no time to sit around and complain. There's no time to whine, to not do better. This is the time. This is the time where we have to find what we do better. Maybe there's another life situation that you should have been in, but you weren't even exploring it because you were trapped in where we were 2018, yeah. 2019. I'm finding new ways to break out and be a different person, a better person through the experience. We all have the opportunity to either suffer through the experience or change the way that we think about it and become better people through the situation. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I talk about grace a lot and, and not just, it, I love all of your things with grace because they all apply to this, but I, I talk about grace as kind of that um, support we have in the moment when we, when we are in the moment and when, when we fall back on that larger truth of who we are and that spiritual aspect of us, not as something that's separate from our body and our mind, but something that's sort of the, the center of our body, mind, spirit experience. And, and I find that like your, your program, your movement, your style, what you bring forward teaches how to be in that moment and how to navigate in the moment without having to go into you know the past or the future and the franticness and, and that kind of thing but to really learn to be in your body and in your spirit and to harness the mind because it, the mind tends to spin us out but to harness the mind and bring them into service of the body and the spirit 
in a way that helps us to be very present and navigate through what is actually happening in the moment in that, that place of grace, knowing that we're always you know, supported in that state, even if everything is, seems to be collapsing around us. You know, if we can stay and move and learn how to be in that state, um, we can navigate 2020 and beyond much more easily, I think. And um, I think you and your classes and your style really help to support that. Um, and in fact, you shared a free class with me, which I found to be just like the Carl show, like the perfect Carl show. <laughs> because it had a little bit of everything in it. And so... Um, so talk about that class and how people can sample that for themselves so that they can get a little taste of the Carl magic. Well, I once a month, I send out a free class. If you are a member of my e email list, you will get that email once a month with a class that you can try. I have different programs on my side of ways that you can work out with me. You can work out with me individually, one-on-one. -on -one. Some people choose to have me create a program specifically for them and their needs. Mm -hmm. You can take the online classes, which I love because that's building the community and you're getting to know other people. And every day is a little bit different what happens on the Carl show that day. Yeah. We, we, we start with a focus and then every day it's a little bit different. And then I have a program where if you can't physically be online to take the classes, you can pay $20 a month. And then I have a catalog of all the classes I teach you become a member of that portion of my website and then you can just do the recorded classes. Perfect. I love the live classes because I love seeing everyone. It, it makes my day. It makes me feel like I did when I was teaching out at the ocean, when everyone came to see me and I, I, and my heart was alive. But there are good parts about that is I'm not teaching in the sun anymore because I have a cover. <laughs> you know, the hotel didn't give me a cover that I could carry around. With. No, no. And I remember teaching yoga on the sand, and that wasn't all that I, you know, it sounds great, but it's hard. It does, to right? You're saying your hand runs out, and your downward dog is then like downward yeah. blind dog. I tell people working out of the ocean always sounds good to you do your first downward facing dog, yeah. and then you, your hands come up, and then you have sand, and then it's in your mouth, and then it's in your hair. Yeah. It's nice to do it by the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> what I'm loving about the program and what I'm I'm learning myself. Uh-huh. I always learn through my students anyway, but this is a much better, clearer way to learn somehow. When I had people in the studio, they were always afraid that somebody else might hear what they had to say to me. So they may not tell me what they want to tell me. Online. People, if they have a question, they wait till everyone else turns their camera off. <laughs> and oh. then that gives them the opportunity one-on-one -on -one uh -huh. to ask the question that they wanted to ask. I have a different relationship with my clients because I'm communicating with them on a whole different level. Mm -hmm. I have to say, I didn't really email my clients as much or text my clients as much, but in this new world, in this new life, so I'm learning their texting habits and how they text and was it, is it all symbols or what so, you learn? <laughs> you know, I started to learn more about that person uh -huh. in general. Some people are always early. Some people are always late. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't notice those things as much as I do now because I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm control central, you know, right from here. I can, but I, I find I'm building better relationships with my clients. I'm finding them having a better result. They love the fact now 
that they don't have to drive someplace, yeah. go through traffic, drive half an hour, 45 minutes to get there, find a place to park, get in an elevator with a whole bunch of other people, try to get your space in class so you can see what you know what's going on. You don't have any of those concerns. Yeah. You're in your space. You're on your time. You, you don't have you, you save two hours in drive time, park time, wasted time. Now yeah. you can say, this is my 35 or my 45 minutes for the day. You mm -hmm. focus on that. And it gives you so much more space on the other side. Well, and so, you had told me before that when you do your classes like your daily, you get the whole you get a whole program each week. You got you do you support all, yeah. all parts of your body and everything that you do throughout the week. So you it's not just showing up doing random classes. You've got an actual program that you're bringing people through. Well, every day's a focus. On Monday, we focus on upper body strength and leg strength. So we do the bar with some weights. Mm -hmm. On Tuesdays, we do Pilates core work. So we do work on our core. The other days we work on yoga, meditation, qigong, tai chi. So you get all of those things. And then some days I do them all at the same time just for the fun of it. And that's what I call a mindful movement method class. And I just mix it all up and whatever I decide to do that day, whatever feels good, we do that. And that's my, we do that every Saturday. And I love that because I wake up and I sit with my coffee and I think today I'd like to do, and I turn the camera on and everything changes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's I like, do, a, yeah. but, I, but I know these people now so different yeah. even than when I had the studio because I was so busy at the studio. A lot of people were in and out and I didn't get to have any kind of personal relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And some people just weren't as open as others. Some people would just automatically come sit down and just take up all your time <laughs> if they could. Yeah. But some people didn't feel, they didn't feel as well about doing that. Now they have your number and they've texted you a couple of times. They text you and tell you when they're not gonna, they didn't do that before. They didn't tell me mm -hmm. why I can't make it to class today, but this has somehow made us all more responsible for our time and respectful of each other's time because we know what, what time is like now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so how do people find your mailing list so that they can sign up for it? Okay, so if you wanna find my mailing list, you go to carlpowell.com, it's Carl with a C, Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L.com. There's a box there when you go to the first page, it says sign up for my mailing list. When you become a member of the mailing list, you automatically once or twice a month, get an email. It may be a motivational email. It may be pictures that I've taken of the sky, videos that I've made of the ocean, a little bit of motivational quotes. And I try to put in at least a few free exercises or a full free workout. At least once a month, you'll get a full free workout. Please join. I would love to get to know you. Emails are great. Uh, I'd love to have you in class. Even if you want to come and try a class, send me an email, carl at carlpowell.com. And I will send you the pass to come to a free class so you can try it and experience it for yourself. Excellent. All right. So thank you so much, Carl, for being here. It's always lovely to talk with you. I, I'm loving your space behind you. It's beautiful. I wish I could be in Maui, but uh, you know, you have to quarantine for 14 days once you get there. <laughs> exactly right. It and by that time, you're ready to go home again. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. So uh, I'd love to see you in class too. So if you want to um, check out Carl's Carl's classes, you can sign up his email list. You can come to conversationsfromtheedge.net and you can also get a link to that and um, catch up there as well if you didn't catch, weren't able to write all that down. So thank you so much for being here. Okay, uh, before yeah. we go, I want Party you to raise your hands up for me. 
And then everyone who's watching, you're going to raise your hands up and you're going to say, I am magnificent. Oh, I remember this. I am magnificent. And then you're going to make a little fist, pull in all the energy, pull it into your heart and say, I am powerful. I am powerful. I am powerful. Every morning when I wake up, this, this is my morning exercise. I wake up, I look in the mirror and I go, I am magnificent. And then I pull energy into my heart and I say, I am powerful. And that pushes me off. So that's my suggestion. Be magnificent, be powerful. And thank you for taking the time to listen. All right. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you again soon. This is your host, Christine Madera. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation from the edge of consciousness. You can find all our conversations at conversationsfromtheedge.net. You'll also find links to schedule a private conversation with me or any of my friends, as well as tools to help you expand your own consciousness and explore what's possible for you outside the boundaries of your current perceptions. Feel free to use this podcast to start your own conversation by sharing it with friends, on social media, in your blog, or even in your own podcast. And as always, live the adventure of pushing your own edge. It's the most amazing adventure there is.